X and O. Women's basketball in the spotlight tonight as 12th-ranked Iowa is home for Northwestern, who's 0-5 in Big Ten play so far. The Hawkeyes are 4-1 in conference games. In Ames, number 15, Iowa State is home for Kansas State. The Cyclones looking to bounce back from Sunday's road loss against Oklahoma. Baseball, the Twins making it official with Carlos Correa after he passed his physical. He returns to the Twins on a six-year, $200 million deal. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back. Hour number two, five minutes afternoon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Des Moines Sports Station. We will talk at the bottom of the hour to Dave Sproul. He was at Hilton last night. Uh, Iowa State took care of Texas Tech in resounding fashion, 34-point win. Uh, we will uh, recap that with Dave, get the latest on the uh, women's program as well, see if there's any football news. Right now we're going to talk some Hawks with our friend John Bowenkamp. Uh, he joins us. Hawks are on a bit of a roll here, John B. Good to see that this team has snapped out of it. Uh, they did what they needed to do, won at home, and then uh, a really nice win going on the road and beating Rutgers in the fashion that they did. How are you? Good to catch up with you again. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. So what do you make of this? all of a sudden this two-game winning streak that they've put together? Well, first of all, I I want to just remind everyone who said this was <laughs> they'll be fine. Happen. Um, yeah, they'll be fine. Um, and you all laughed at me, but anyway, no, I I just think it was Chris Murray's healthy, mm-hmm. Connor McCaffrey's healthy, Philip Rabrach is playing at another level, you know, than than what he played at last year, and I just think that 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 I mean, I think the win over Indiana was. That was them fighting back, mm-hmm. and, and I think they took a lot of momentum to Rutgers, and I mean, they were not daunted in that game. I mean, they were playing in one of the toughest places to play in the Big Ten, and I mean, they they controlled that whole game pretty much. You have gone through the NCAA mock selection committee. We look back yep. at that awful loss to Eastern Illinois. It's going to be a quad four loss. It's going to be one of the worst, I think, of any team that is battling to be in the NCAA tournament is going to have, but... They also played that game without Chris Murray, without Connor McCaffrey. When those conversations are happening, when the committee goes through that, how much is it mm. talked about? Hey, they have this bad loss, but how big of a part of that conversation is? Is it something that maybe people like me are missing a little bit? Yeah, it was a bad loss, but remember, this is going to be a big conversation piece, or is it just a yep. small piece of the puzzle? It, it becomes a big conversation piece if the loss becomes a big conversation piece. Sure, which I mean, it will. If got a really, if it, yeah, if they've got a really good record, you know, at the end of the year, which I mean, I mean, and you and you've built up and you've got a lot of quad one wins and you've got a good quad one record and you've got a good neutral court record, it probably doesn't get discussed as much. Um, if it, if you're a bubble team, it will get discussed more. And yes, somebody on the committee who is assigned to watch the Big Ten, and I'm not even sure who it is, and I don't even know if they even announce it, but will say, yeah, they lost this game, but they were also missing, like you said, Chris Murray, their leading scorer, you know, who, you know, who knows what his numbers will look like by the end of the season, you know, and, and they were missing Connor McCaffrey's senior guard, you know, who's, who's, you know, been a big part of this team. That discussion will come up. Now, how much that then changes 
the mind of the committee, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it will come up, and it does come up. You know, and I mean, it comes up in situations when you lose a key player for the rest of the season. And it, you know, is it, and so if you build up enough wins here in the next few weeks, that overcomes it, and it also says to the committee, yeah, if those guys are there, they probably win that game by fifteen or twenty. So uh, you know, I mean, it's one, it's one of those things that gets brought up. And so are they, they all let's say that they would have won that game. I probably should be a better one, but mm-hmm. so it does come up that way. And so I, I do think it it, it 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 will come up if if the loss is a big part of the conversation about Iowa. Uh, I read your piece at uh, at your site, iowacollegehoops.com. You kind of broke down the scenarios when it comes to, I think you called it what, resume watch, if memory serves, uh, yep. right? Um, yep. And, you know, you, you, we'll go back, and, and yes, that, that was a terrible loss, but then following that up with the two losses, granted, both on the road, Nebraska yeah. and Penn State, it just seemed like, John, I'm glad to be wrong. I, honestly, I, I love the fact that uh, we got egg all over our face here. But, man, they and, – and through the first part of the – half of the Indiana game, I thought, you know what, this team is absolutely right. dead. I don't know what right. – a switch was flipped. I know Peyton Sanford's switch has clearly been flipped. My God, what a turnaround. Great to see. And that is, and that is, you know, when when I said last week they'll be fine. I mean, there was, I brought up, you know, Chris Murray will be back, you know, and be healthy as as healthy as he can be this time of year. Uh, Connor McCaffrey is back, that sort of thing. And I said that about Peyton Sanford is that he was a much better shooter than what he had showed in December, and you saw that the other day. Now, there's no, I mean, he could he could go back into the slump at any time. That's going to happen with shooters. But the, the the fact of the matter is he kept his confidence, kept shooting. Fran McCaffrey had confidence to keep playing him. And and, and so, I, I mean, they knew that this would eventually come around, that you, you just can't be that good of a shooter like he was at the end of last year and then, you know, struggle and say, well, he's not very good. You knew this was kind of coming for him, and you knew he was going to break out. You kind of saw it against Southeast Missouri State back in December, but that was – Southeast Missouri State. This is a, this is a game on the road in the Big Ten where he took over really in the second half and made some big shots down the stretch when when Rutgers was kind of making run there. So you knew it was coming with him, and you knew that he was gonna he was gonna make shots. He's just too good of a shooter not to do that. We know Purdue is the best team in the Big Ten. All the metrics like them the most. They've been ranked in the top ten after that great start to the season and as high as number one for a couple of weeks. Who's the second best team in the Big Ten right now? <laughs> I don't know. That's just so hard to say. It is. Let's put it this way: you know Purdue is the best. Yep. You know Minnesota is the worst. <laughs> and everything in between is up in the air, and it's just going to vary from week to week. You know, and I mean, I mean, when you look at Iowa, you start out zero and three, then all of a sudden you get two big wins on the road. Now everybody's talking about them again. Um, Illinois, you know, started so slowly and, and looked like a dumpster fire. Now they've gotten a couple of wins. Um, you know, it, it, it's just going to vary week to week, and I think it, it's going to come down to who makes that run at the end of the year, like Iowa did last year when they were twelve and when they went twelve and three to end the year. Um, you, let's just see kind of where who kind of just comes out of that pack, and Iowa very well could be one of those teams that does it. But everybody's got a flaw at some point, and everybody's had a bad game, and and it's just going to be the way it is all year in this league. I I think it is. Um, I mean, Nebraska th- didn't they win their second game? I think they did. They've got a couple of wins now. I'm trying to figure out yeah. who's a team that's lingering that should be better. I mean, Illinois, right? Illinois should be better than their record. They're getting there. 
As soon as they kicked off Sky, yeah. their offenses looked a, a lot different at this point in time. You know, one team Ken and I have talked a little bit about, and we'll see them in a couple weeks against the Hawkeyes, is Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You got Jeb Key. Yep. He's battling an injury. Sense but this freshman yeah, is unbelievable. He's really good. That freshman class in general. What do you think of the Buckeyes? I, well, I think that's, that's probably, if you're looking for that team that, that, that kind of becomes that number two, mm-hmm. and I think it's them. I just think there's, there's a lot of upside to this team. And, and I mean, and, and, and it's, it's just talent and coaching that I think makes a difference. They play in a tough place to play for, for opposing teams. Um, I, I think they probably get in that they're going to probably be, you look at that four that get the buy, the double buy in the Big Ten tournament, they're probably going to be one of the four. Now, and Purdue's going to be one of those four. Now, who, you know, who's going to be the other two? Mm. That, that really, I can't say at this point. But, yeah, I think Ohio State's probably your number two at this point in the league. I might go Michigan State just because Izzo's Izzo and uh, his teams test themselves yep. as 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 uh, much as anybody in college basketball does early in the season, and they tend to come around. I might put them on. So three straight home games here, John, and they've bought themselves a little bit of wiggle room, right? Trent and I, you know, after the three losses, thing, oh, they both they got to win four out of five without a doubt. Well, off on the right foot, winning two in a row. Michigan, Maryland, Northwestern. Northwestern's better than people thought. I guess just rank them, John. Is it the most difficult would be Michigan, then maybe Maryland, then Northwestern in that order? Yeah, and I mean, that's why I think tomorrow night's game is so big. And I mean, it, you, you want to keep that momentum going. But if, if you think, you know, if they can run the table here, now all of a sudden you're 13-6. and six. You're about at where you were at that point last year, you know, when they made that run at the end of the year. So, you know, it, this week was one of those deals of getting into position to get into position. And and now 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 if you win these games, now all of a sudden you're looking at you have got a winning streak, pretty good winning streak going into a couple of very tough road games coming up that if you could somehow maybe gain a split, you're in really good shape. So, you know, it, it, it changes the mood of the season. I don't think you want to dump another home game. I mean I just don't think that's that's what you want to do at this point. And so if you can protect home court right now, you, you're in a good position, but you've gotten yourself to that point now. Now see what you can do in these next three games. You know, maybe being unfair to Northwestern, Trent, they've yes. beaten Ohio State, Illinois, and Indiana. And they're playing yeah. some defense. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 I mean, I, I again, they, they tend at times to give Iowa a little bit of trouble. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and if they make shots, um, you know, it, it can be an interesting game, I think. John Bowenkamp joining us as we take a look around the Big Ten and Iowa basketball. So this team still has a question remaining, and you're getting ready to talk to Fran here. One thirty, he's going to be meeting with you, beat writers over there. It's Patrick McCaffrey. It's a delicate mm-hmm. situation. Do you even ask a question yeah, at this that's point? A, that's a really I'm do you do you yeah. just wait until mm-hmm. an announcement comes? How do you work that as a media member? How do you mm-hmm. how do you have that conversation, or is it just something you kind of leave alone until information so. comes from that side? That that's a good that's a good question. It is, and, and it, it's really a hard question. It's tricky, it's prickly. And, um, yeah, because if you keep asking it every week, it's so different than when when I, I go back to during the season, everybody would ask Kirk about Keegan Johnson. And finally, he just said, <laughs> yeah. "When there's something new, I'll tell you." You know, but you still have to ask the question. Mm-hmm. This is a little different, you know. I mean, this is this is you know a situation where um, I, I just think. You, you know, I, at some point the question will come up, especially if 
you know, you, maybe in the next week or two. But I, I think right now, it's just you, you know, it's not going to be mm-hmm. this week. You know, it, it it's going to be a little longer. But as you get further down the road, it will be a question that I think you ask at some point. And and and, it, and it's not an insensitive question. I don't think you can just say how's how's he doing? Mm-hmm. Where's he at right now? That sort of thing. It will get asked. I don't think it gets asked today <laughs> because I mean I I think when when this came up the other day, you realized it was going to be a long term thing. By long term, I meant you know three, four weeks mm-hmm. somewhere around there. So, but it will be a question I think that gets asked at some point this season. I I just don't know when he'll be back. I really don't. And it's you know if he comes back, great. But in my mind, I would rather have him be healthy and sure and and ready for next season and and get through this and and do what he needs to do at this point. Yeah, and and you're, you're uh, ditto. Um... But you know what? The fan base wants to know, and that's what they count on the oh, media sure. to do is to ask those questions. And I'm with you. I don't and, think it's going to be today, I think, but, it's, it, but it will happen at some point. And Fran, and Fran understands that. I mean, sure. Fran understands our job as, as well as any coach that I've ever been around. And so he understands that the question will be asked. I mean, it, it, it would be a little bit pricklier if somebody would ask on Sunday, hey, when's he coming back? No. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I think, I think down the road he knows that question will be there, but right now it's, you know, it's just not something that, that 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 there's an answer to, and I think we know that too. So we know that he's traveling with the. Did you know if he's? Does anybody know if he's practicing or doing any I saw basketball shot related out of activities? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and and, and Fran said that the other day that he wants to be around the team. He wants yeah. to be at practice, and 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 again, I don't know if if that means he's. I mean, I'm sure he's probably doing some individual stuff, but. Um, and staying in shape, that sort of thing. But, but you know, as far as extensive stuff, I just don't see that right now. John, I uh, want to throw in a question also about the Missouri Valley Conference. Of course, Drake came in sure. as the prohibitive favorite this year. You covered the Valley and, and keep a close eye on things. Indiana State is off to a great start uh, this season. Certainly did not see this coming out of the Sycamores this year. But Drake escapes last night against UIC. Something just feels off. Watch, mm-hmm. Watching this squad and the way it's played out, UIC's not good. I know it's a road game, but just something is right. off with this Drake Bulldog team. Hard to put your finger on it. What have you seen when you've seen the Bulldogs? You know, and it was someone I talked to Darren DeVries this summer, and he said one of the things that, that, that was going to be the challenge for them with all these guys coming back and with this whole group that's been together for a while is how do you keep things fresh? You know, because, I mean, these guys have been together for so long and that sort of thing. And I and I think I'm wondering if maybe that's not a problem, you know. And I mean, sometimes you can have teams that just have been together for too long, you mm-hmm. know. And I and I wonder if that's what it is. But you know, you look at this league. Hey, look, there's you and I right now. Yes, on a roll. And um, and, and and I said because I somebody was saying something about how they weren't very good. And I'm like, you know how Jake is when they get to the valley, and here they are. It you know they've got four wins now. Um, but, you know, the one thing about Indiana State is he brought in a lot of guys from, from his program at the Division II level who are really good players, and he's got a lot of experience on that team. And when I talked to him this summer to the Blue Ribbon preview, he was really excited about, you know, the, he call, I can't remember what he called it, but it was kind of corporate knowledge <laughs> is what he called it. And this is a team that I think has got a lot of corporate knowledge, and they know each other, they know the system, and it's working well right now, and I mean, they're they're as good as anybody in that league right now. 
Um, look, when it, when it comes to Drake, I just think Drake might be one of these teams. And I agree with you. They've been around each other for a lot of years. The calendar turns to February, and then they're oh boy, we're we're running out of eligibility here. And then the yeah. light flips, and then something will kick in. I think. Yeah, yeah, I do light, too. Like, the lights will flip on. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with, not worried about them. I think they're going to be really good here in the next few weeks. So, in other words, John, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Gotcha. No. I would call it. Trust the talent, trust the coach. <laughs> I would call it Hoops.com, Associated Press, and Hawkeye Nation for our friend John Bowen Camp. John, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. See you later. Good to talk to you, John Bowen Camp, uh, as we catch up with the wise owl. Yeah, four straight wins out of you and I. It's great. It's been. Didn't Bowen, see that Bowen. coming. No, not at all. I mean, that, that team looked dead on arrival when conference play really began and. Start off bad. They get blown mm-hmm. out against Missouri State since then, four in a row. Bowen Bourne, he has been absolutely incredible. This is what he has done, uh, his game log here recently. Uh, starting with the game last night, 23-27, 10 against Valpo, 25-23, mm. 14-27. That's what he's done over his last mm. seven games. Remember when we said, yeah, he's so little. Right, tiny. <laughs> Even in the MVC, because yeah. of the physical nature, is he really going to be able to be able to score? The answer is yes. Yeah, yes, he can. <laughs> yes, he can. So how are they going to how are they going to do the, uh, the the conference tournament this year? Because Thursday were the play in games, and there's two extra teams, and they've been there before. Do you remember how that works? They will basically add two games to that first day. We're in before the old Drake Invitational. Yeah, well, yeah the they seven were ten and the eight nine game. Right, they were in one of those. Right. And now it will be four games that open. Gotcha. Day. So you also get the what the six eleven and the five twelve games will also be played. So they'll play out Thursday afternoon as well. Yes, I think Sean Roberts is going to the Valley Tournament. Oh, this is year. he? Yeah, I think he is. Not too bad. That's right? such a fun time. It's a it's great, a, it's a yes. great tournament. You know what it is? It's the unofficial uh, curtain goes up on March Madness. That's how I always looked at it. it kind of. Um, the lid lifter Here's of your the madness. Schedule. Oh, it's out. Okay. It is. Thursday, March second. Noon, the eight nine game, two thirty, the five twelve. Seven ten game will be at six and eight thirty, the six eleven. Schedule then for the quarterfinals remains the same where the number one seed gets to play mm-hmm. that first game at noon and on from there the light late game. And I always love that late game. The three six? Yes. It's yeah. so good. And it could be now a three eleven. Yeah. As we get an upset in the first round. You know, I I loved Thursday because the building was empty for yes. the most part. Yep. And it's just uh you know, it's it's a fun tournament. If you're a basketball fan and you don't have a team or you've you're not from here, your team's in the ACC or whatever, and you just love college hoops, it's pretty it's a pretty good tournament. Um Right now, it's time to put $1,000 or to attempt to put $1,000 in somebody's pocket by uh, asking you to go to KXNO.com. Yes, it is $1,000 slam dunk time. KXNO.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword bills. Bills at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Bills at KXNO.com. Another opportunity. In fact, plenty of opportunities. Murph and Andy have a one and a two. And then the drive, Heather and Sean, three, four, and five o'clock. So a lot more opportunities to win $1,000 here in that nationwide contest at KXNO.com. Miller and Condon will be joined by Dave Sproul. When we come back, Iowa State in the spotlight next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call. 
There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Iowa High School Athletic Association and the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association. KXNO. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Just place any NFL bet of your choice. If it loses, you'll get a free bet of up to $10 back. The action is so good, why would you bet the playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code KXNO. New customers, bet $5 on the NFL, get 200 and free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code KXNO. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. Bonus issued is free bets. One free bet. Bet issued based on amount of initial losing NFL bet up to $10. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Go Hawks! Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Twelve thirty. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. If you're a fan of David Kaplan and wondering where the heck he is today, he had to push back until tomorrow. Uh, so at this time, actually twenty four hours from right now, Cappy b- will be with us. One of two Des Moines hits for Cappy this week. He's also going to join Heather and Sean on uh, Friday at three thirty for the KXNO drive. Dave Sproud joins us. He was in Hilton last night uh, for the dismantling of Texas Tech. Who? Yes, their record says they haven't won a game in the Big 12, but they've been in every single one of them with the exception of last night, Dave Sproul. That got away from those Red Raiders in favor of Iowa State as they put it to them. How are you? I am well. I, I got to issue a quick correction. Unfortunately, I was not at Hilton you last weren't. night. I was uh, calling a little high school ball over at the Harrison Barnes Gymnasium Okay, to see uh, Ames take on Mighty Atumwa. But uh I, I caught up on the game this morning and watched uh, the replay, and it, it really was impressive. I, I think your caller from the first hour at the start of the show kind of stole some of my thunder because I was going to say a lot of the stuff he had to say in terms of the way that the offense was operating for Iowa State. It was really good ball movement. They got mm-hmm. uh, movement inside and out. And, you see, you know, I looked at the fast break points first because I kind of assumed that Iowa State was probably turning uh, turnovers into points, but the fast break points were actually – uh, six, and they got 36 points in the paint, which is pretty impressive. And that certainly helped open things up for on the outside uh, for Gabe Kalsher and, and Caleb Grill to, to make those uh, three-pointers. Hitting shots, those two guys are making shots they can play with anybody in the country. Yeah. I mean, that that's what this team, and because you know that defense is going to be there seemingly every single time. You know, a year ago, 
it was a path that set up well. I mean, two teams in front of them that played a style that worked with the way. There's something different about this team. They can, they can win in more than just one way. Last year, it took the right team and the right way to win. I believe this team has a chance to be better than last year's edition. Am I all wet here, or are you onto the same thing? Yeah, they got off to that great start last year, made a Sweet 16. I think this year's Cyclone squad's better. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And, and you know, there's always a possibility that this offense can revert back to something more resembling what it was last season. But I think we've seen enough to know that this offense will be better uh, on the whole than it was last season. They got more guys who can make shots, and that's helped out some of the guys who struggled at times. And, you know, Grill and Kalsher were inconsistent last season, but they got enough guys around them to help them out where they can, you know, get, get uh, some of the pressure off of them and have some other guys step up and do some of the scoring when they really need it. So this team, yeah, it's a little more versatile, uh, a, a little bit uh, more skilled offensively, a little more balanced in terms of the size they have in the middle and the skill that they have on the outside. So there's a lot of reason to be optimistic that this team will be more complete and more effective and, and you know, one would hope uh, more consistent on the offensive end. But make a free throw, would you please? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to bite them, Dave. They just struggle at the free throw line. Uh, and that's pick and nits, right? If, you know, if that's where we're, if that's what it comes down to trying to find a hole in this team, I think it's, it's hard to. They're 4 0 for crying out loud. Now it's, it's the Big 12. There's no off nights. Here comes Kansas trip and then Texas. I know K State looms and they're one of the stories, uh, in this conference, but free throws have to be better, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you're in a league like the Big 12, most every night you can count on a close game. And in close games, free throws really matter. Yep. So if you go four for 10, like Iowa State did last night, it's not going to hurt you if you shot like they did against Texas Tech. But if you're down to the wire in a place like Fog Allen Fieldhouse, you're going to need to get those free throws down. Dave Sprout joining us as we take a look at Iowa State basketball. So now it's a trip to Kansas. They played well down there. They pulled upsets down there, but you got to be at your best. Stay in. You're playing eight on five a lot of times out there. It feels like when you're taking on the Jayhawks. When you look at this Kansas squad, they're the favorite, no doubt about it. But with everything still in front of this Iowa State team, how big of a shot do you give them to go down there, not just keep it close, not just hang around, but go down and win that game? Always hard to ask for a win down there, uh, but Iowa State has shown historically that they have as good a chance as any, maybe a better chance than any other team to go down there and get get some wins in Fog Allen because they have done it before historically, you know, in program history. Mm-hmm. And not, uh, you know, the guys on this team maybe haven't experienced that, but I don't think they'll be intimidated. And yeah, they'll have to deal with probably some hometown calls. You got to deal with that wherever you go on the road. Uh, it might be a little more pronounced in a place like Lawrence for sure. Usually but, is. Uh, you, you, yeah, yeah. You just you got to suck it up. You got to deal with it. And that's one thing I think T.J. Otzelberger has done well with this team. They don't spend a lot of time. It seems to me, uh, complaining about calls or trying to work the refs, and and even TJ himself doesn't really seem to do that, or at least not demonstrably. He might be saying some things under his breath there on the sidelines, hmm. but he's not making a big show out of it. He's keeping his guys focused, and I think that'll help in that situation. You got to keep your head about you when you're in that crowd, that atmosphere, and against a team the caliber of Kansas. Yeah, no, no, we got lucky to win last night, I thought. I mean, they came back from 10 down. Maybe lucky's not the right word, but uh, I just thought Oklahoma had them on the ropes, man, but uh, Kansas finds a way to get out of it. All right, let's uh, let's switch gears to the women who just got a just, I I don't want to say a... um, 
a season-ending um, injury, but boy, it's 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 such, it was such an important uh, position. And uh, Suarez being out for the year with that torn ACL, Fenley kind of um, you know hinted a little bit prior to when it was made official that it's, I think he said it doesn't look good, something along those lines. Uh, is is this is this fatal to this team, Dave? Can they overcome this? I think they can. They probably won't be as good at seeing this might make the difference in a, a two or three more losses in the Big 12, but it's such a competitive league that you're still going to uh, be in the mix for, for the Big 12 championship, and you're still going to be in good position to make a run in March. Uh, as Bill finally and a couple of his players really pointed out yesterday when they met with the media is that, you know, with Stephanie Suarez out, you're essentially dealing with the same team you had last year. You still have Ashley Jones. You still have Emily Ryan. You still have Lexi Donarski. Now, you are looking to replace 15 points, 10 rebounds, and three block shots a game. That's not all going to come from one player, obviously. Morgan Kane is going to be back in the starting lineup, presumably. She was a starter all last season in the post. And uh, not a big score, but somebody they relied on to, to D up and to get some rebounds and get a few buckets here and there to support her teammates. But it's going to be a little bit of everyone, so Kane's going to have to up her production a little bit. Uh, Bill finally specifically mentioned Danae Fritz, who's he's talked about her toughness a lot. She was injured all of last season, didn't get to play much. She's been a starter consistently this season, but hasn't been as productive as they hoped she would be. So he was somebody he specifically mentioned uh, that they're looking at to, to step up their production a little bit. So it's going to take a little something from basically everybody, except for maybe those big three I mentioned off the top, because they already do everything anyway. But it's going to be, you know, multiple players, so we're going to have to step up and fill some various statistical categories to help Iowa State overcome the loss of, you know, what what you get is something rare with a six six athletic yes. uh, center who can be a shot blocker and a difference maker in the post. And she's done, right? I mean, she doesn't have a COVID year? Well, that's something that is unclear at the moment. I, I don't believe the COVID exception is available to her, but they will, if they haven't already, will file a waiver with the NCAA to see if they can get her an injury red shirt. She's beyond the the number of games right. uh, you're allowed to play to almost automatically get that red shirt, but exceptions can be made. So Iowa State's going to make its case to the NCAA and hope for the best. But there's also the possibility, I mean, given her size and her skills, that she could be drafted into the WNBA this mm. spring and by a team that's willing to wait out her rehab and retain her rights for the next season. So if that opportunity comes along too, that'll be a big decision for her as well. Iowa State number 12 in the latest rankings from the NCAA, their net ranking system that they use. Texas right behind them in the Big 12 at number 13, then Baylor at 16. Not quite as top-heavy, maybe, as we've seen in the past in the Big 12 women's side? Maybe not, uh, but I I still think Texas and Baylor are going to be formidable. formidable, Mm -hmm. Pardon me. They always get great athletes. They always get really skilled players, and maybe they're not quite up to the level that they usually usually see on the floor. They're going to be... forces to contend with and it'll be really interesting to see on Sunday when the Iowa State women go down to play Texas in Austin uh, in a four o'clock game uh, so uh, you know get a first good look at uh, for me at least what the Longhorns look like at at that point but uh, you can count on the Big 12 to be competitive no matter what the, the rankings say the numbers to the left of the team won't matter as much as the numbers to the right mm-hmm. uh, because every gym you go into it's going to be a challenge every team you play against is, is going to be of high caliber and it's going to be a grind just like it is on the men's side. Yeah, indeed, Dave Sproul. Uh, any new? Uh, and I know you don't get Matt Campbell, etc. But when, when? Any word on when the Big Twelve football schedule is coming out? Yeah, I have no idea, and I, I I can't remember in past years how soon they've been able to come out with that. It kind of feels like they usually have yeah, something set by now. So 
Makes one wonder, is there something brewing with Texas and Oklahoma? Maybe, maybe not. I don't want to start anything, but uh, we'll we'll just wait to see how uh, how they handle that situation. And there, there are a lot of, I'm sure, permutations that maybe need to figure out, even if it's, you know, they stick at 14 with Kansas and Oklahoma as part of the schedule. And if Kansas and Oklahoma, or excuse me, if Texas and Oklahoma leave, they're not going to leave prior to this fall. So uh, I would imagine that... Um, the, if there is a delay there, there's maybe waiting for some downtime or, or, or maybe just trying to figure out the best way to organize a 14 uh, team schedule uh, and try to make it as competitive as they can. So we got a late Christmas present yesterday as, in fact, Ken and I were on the air and he said, what do you think of Carlos Correa? The news comes down six years, $200 million with escalators up to $270 million. When I saw the contract, when I saw the details, I was absolutely giddy. When you saw giddy. the term, you were giddy. What is your takeaway from this one? Another Twins fan, Dave Sproul. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely astounded. Uh, could not be happier to see that this, this turned out the way it did. Because not only are you getting a Hall of Fame caliber shortstop uh, for the next six years minimum, and he's 28 years old. He's in the prime of his career right yep. now. You are, If that ankle does become an issue in the future, you're not on the hook for those last four years of the deal. So it's only the first six that are guaranteed, and the last four are, are, are only guaranteed if he makes you know, certain benchmarks based on plate appearances in the previous seasons. So if he's hurt and he can't play out the string, then he has some options. Uh, he's got the full no-trade clause, but Correa can't opt out on his own. Only the Twins can opt out That's huge. after those first six years. So, I mean, yeah, those are just huge terms. So not only to get him back, but to get him on what would be really, really uh, team-friendly terms in the grand scheme of things, is just astounding. And so now you have your cornerstone cornerstone player in place for the next six years. You can build around that. Everything else, uh, you know, you, you're just kind of filling on the edges. I'd love to see I, uh, uh, the Twins go out and get, you know, another frontline starter and another uh, arm or two for the bullpen. But uh, the way they're building this team, uh, it, it, when you got Correa in there, you really got a big uh, big check mark off your list in terms of uh, of building a team. Uh, the Guardians ran away with the division last year, and then it was pretty tight after that, I think. Well, between the White Sox and the Twins, anyways, the, the Royals had a, and Tigers had bad seasons. Uh, Guardians, again, boys, the team to beat? Twins. I'm, I'm good. Works for me. I picked them to win the division last year. Yeah, the Guardians kind of <laughs> snuck up on us. Yeah, they did. What do you think, Dave? Uh, I think the Guardians will definitely be in the mix again. They've, they've been really smart about how they do it. I mean, they, they won the division going away, as you mentioned, with half the payroll that the Twins put out there. Mm-hmm. So they're doing something right, and that means they also have a lot of young players on low payroll salaries that they're going to bring back in for the next few years, so they'll be competitive, I'm sure, for the next few years as well. But overall, the the Central is a weak division, so you have an opportunity there to to stay in contention without busting the bank, without having to have you know a whole bunch of all-stars up and down your lineup. And you still got guys like... Luis Arias coming back, and you know you got some good young pitching in the system, and a couple who are already up. You got Kenta Maeda coming back next season. We'll see how he does coming off the Tommy John surgery. But there are reasons to be optimistic, and if that team can stay healthier, <laughs> uh, and it's hard not to be healthier than they were last season, but if that team can stay healthier, then they should be in contention. Good stuff, Dave Sproul, KSI fourteen thirty on the AM dial. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you coming on. You bet. My pleasure. Yep. Thank you, Dave. Uh, good to catch up with him. Yeah, I love the signing trend. Boy, what a collapse. As I think back to last year, this Twins, mm-hmm. the collapse, we were, we'd already spent our uh, over-under money. Because we were all free. We sprinted to our sports book when the news, late that night, after midnight, that Correa 
he was going to be a Minnesota twin. They hadn't adjusted the odds nope. yet. We both jumped aboard, and yep. then... And then September oh, happened. Oh, boy. And it did not go well. Um, we, did the, we did the keyword. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. It was Bills. So we'll take our time out. Trent's play, how many? Uh, let's see You here. had 15 yesterday. We went 9-6. and six. Today on the docket, well, we have da, 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 currently 12 plays, but don't forget, we got a real golf tournament tomorrow. You know I got opinions on golf. Well, I'm assuming we'll hear them when we come back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. You get your podcasts. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Miller and Conlon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Murph and Andy coming up in 10 minutes. The KXNO Drive, Heather and Sean. From 3 until 6, Hawk Central tonight. It is Wednesday after all, so they'll be on tonight at 6, Lice to Cow and Company. Actually, later tonight with Iowa State women's basketball. Oh, so they follow that. They will follow. Ah, gotcha. Yes, this evening as you got the uh, women's basketball game tonight at 6, so they'll take the air after the post game. Uh, more than likely, probably about 9 o'clock for Hawk Central tonight. Well, the boys will be uh, here late, working a little overtime for them. Well, uh, your bets, Trent, they're worth staying up for. It's a decent night. There's a couple of uh, the 8 o'clock windows got my attention tonight as far as Big Ten and Big 12 teams. TCU, Texas. Yep. And I want to watch Northwestern. I don't remember mm-hmm. who they play. Who do they play? Uh, it's a tight spread. They play Rutgers. Rutgers. Yeah, that'll be um, in Evanston. Yeah, on B- uh, Big Ten Network. So that's those are, that's where I'll be at 8 o'clock, those two games. What are you betting on? Uh, we got 12 college basketball games tonight as we continue with heavy volume. And tell you, we keep putting up these winning days. I had 29 plays on Saturday. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> and what was your record? Do you remember? I was 18 and 11. It's good. Yes, absolutely. And you get that, man, maybe should I add a little bit more to that unit? No, no, no. That's when you get in trouble. Yep. We're just going to stay the course here and continue with a lot of games. So we'll kick things off a couple of five o'clock games. We're going to the American East. UMass Lowell, good story in college basketball. One of the newer D1 programs. I'll they take are your eligible. word for it. <laughs> I believe they're 12 and 3 on the year. Well, they got the heavy head in the American East coming to town. Vermont, who has been the power of that league for a long time. It's a pick em here. The record says, boy, you need to go with UMass Lowell. I'm not going to do that. Give me the Catamounts with pick number one. We go to the Patriot League next. Army, been on them a few times, and they have cash. So we'll go right back to the well again. Give me the Black Knights laying one and a half at home against American. How about that matchup? American against Army. Hmm. We're betting on it. Georgia. Yeah, we know that team. Well, we know the football team. Not so By the much way, the Tom Crean is so good in the in, in ESPN on TV. He's at the place he needs to be. He's a, so good on TV. Away from the sideline. Yeah, so good on TV. And being on TV. Yep. We're going to grab his former team. Give me those Bulldogs over the other Bulldogs. Georgia plus two and a half at home against Mississippi State. Syracuse stinks. Bayheim, is it over? I well, know that's he's too along in the tooth Hall of Fame. Bayham's older than Calipari, but yes. think about this: these are two of the elites. Vatek, 
pretty good this year. I'm going to lay the two and a half, even at the Carrier Dome. There's there's no buzz with that Syracuse team. Mm. I know they've had a couple late season runs. Football school now, Trent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dino Bavers got things turned around. Give me the Hokies minus two and a half. Big Ten matchup. Indiana going the wrong way. Penn State. I like the team better than the record says they are. I'm going to grab Penn State. It's at home here. I know Indiana's going to be desperate. That give me a little bit of pause here. I'm just taking the team I think is better, and I think Penn State is better right now than Indiana and is. And Indiana's still banged up, too. They they absolutely are. Uh, we're going back to the American East. Give me Maine, minus 2.5 against New Hampshire. To the Missouri Valley. We know these teams. I told you Indiana State. I don't know how they're doing it. The second best they're team. They're unbeaten, are they not? They are. Might be Southern Illinois in the league. I'm going to grab the Salukis. It's it. Tara Hout. I'm going to grab the five. Give me Southern Illinois with pick number whatever we're on. Chattanooga minus the nine. <laughs> uh, Missouri State minus four against Illinois State. Missouri, Illinois State is bad this year. Louisville's getting a tick better. I'm getting 17 at Clemson. We saw Clemson against Iowa this year. They're okay. I'm going to say that it's Louisville continues. Yeah, 17. It's a huge, huge number there. I got TCU plus a seven against Texas. Should they be a seven-point favorite against anybody right now? Uh, Their defense has been atrocious. Yeah, gave up 116 last week. And TCU can play some defense. I'm going to grab the Horn Frogs plus the seven. And UNLV late night laying one at home against Boise. Three picks to win. Hawaii doesn't have a game that will keep you up until the middle of the night? Well, or? it's got golf. Ah, there you go. Well, we can get up early for that. Sun JM, he's 12-1 to 1 to win it. We'll throw a... Just 0.2 units on all of these. Corey Connors, 25 to 1. Billy Horschel, 35 to 1. All to win. Alex Smalley, top 20. That's a plus 225 for you. How about my boy Maverick McNeely? Top 20 finish, plus 156. That's where we're playing golf this weekend. Maverick McNeely sounds like he should be behind the wheel of a race car or something, doesn't he? Yes, he Maverick does. Maverick McNeely. That dude just cashes. He he became one of my favorites last year. He was a top 20 guy. Well, you, you, follow it, you follow it as close as anybody when you're betting on it. You have to. That is the newest kind of hooks that got into me was golf betting last year. I went from dabbling to just playing the majors. Right. To getting involved every single week. The Sony Open, let's go! Yeah, to crossing out the days on the calendar till the tour returns. That's how far <laughs> it came for our, our boy. You can find all his picks at the Action Network and you just search Trent Condon. There he shall be. And play with me at Circa. For free! They do a great job over there and more times than night. Not the best line? For sure. Gonna find it at Circa. Uh, Murph and Andy. Five minutes from now. KXNO Drive, Heather and Sean, 3 to 6. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays, 11 to 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.